have some more. Praise the Lord, church. Isn't it great to be here on this Wednesday night? Come give God some glory and praise and let the power of his word and presence just to have its way upon us here tonight. That was probably the will of God, what Brother Ford just done. I got about five pages. I done told the sound bunch. If you can stay with me, hang with me. If you can't, jump ahead of me two or three scriptures. Amen. But, uh, I feel the Lord wants to talk to us here tonight. 2 Timothy 3 and 16, all scriptures given by an inspiration of God. It's proper for doctrine, for reproof, for, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. I want to be corrected. How about you? I want to be reproved. How about you? I don't ever reach a point in a place in my life, regardless of the age, uh, regardless of gray hairs or no hairs. Amen. I want to always have an ear to hear what the Word of God has to say unto me unto the moment and the hour that I leave this earth. Man, I want to make sure I'm choosing spiritual leaders in my life and those that I give myself to. Amen. If I look where they're at, where they've been, they got the fruits and the proof. Amen. That God's with them. That God's anointed them that God's moving up on their behalf and if the fruits is not there then God I want to do what I need to do amen to be where God wants me to be amen as a spiritual leader but also as a follower I'm telling you we're living in a day and a time we're going back to a lot of the judgment amen wants to do everybody wants to do what's right in their own sight they want to justify their actions and their deeds and their fruits and think it's all all right and okay like there's no Bible like there's no God but I'm glad tonight amen the word of God's taught me that it's forever set on the heavens and nobody, no individuals, no group of people, amen, no matter who they are and where they come from, can't they get the power or the ability to change the word of God. But if you and I receive the word of God and got an ear to hear the word of God, the word of God still has a power on this Wednesday night to change your heart, to change your soul, to change your life, change your situation in this house tonight. It rules and reigns over the affairs of all men. It rules and reigns over all the spiritual powers and demonic forces. The word of God is forever written in the heavens. The devil can't do nothing about it. The world can't do nothing about it. The United States government can't do anything about it. Only you and I, amen. If we're dear down heart to hear, I tell the one of God has the power to change me in this house even tonight. After you come from dead somewhere, and I'm calling you in the wrong house. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost of that God, you ought to do something in Bendale tonight. I know you're tired. I know it's hot night. I know you're weary, but God's word got to get us over all that in Jesus' name. Lord bless you. You can be seated. I'm going to talk and I'm going to go back just a little bit. And then from that, I'm going to move from. And uh, it's still going to be on doctrine. But I really feel God has put some things in my heart and spirit tonight. That today even uh, to help us. I want to win this race. How about you? Not only do I want to win this race, I want to help others. Be a light to others. It's not about me. Amen. You know that. And I know that. It's about him though. And so individually we got to make sure. That we have got ourselves planted. And grounded and settled. In the doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man. Can't pick and choose the word of God. It all comes together. From Genesis to Revelation. And, and maybe tonight it's 7.51, but by 9 o'clock, I'm going to try my best to be through by 9. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to do my best. Hallelujah. And I'm not, anyway, got a lot of scriptures. And uh, uh, if I had one of those photographic memories, it'd help speed this up. But I don't. 
So you got what you got, and God got what he got, and God knew what he was getting when he got it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, but with the help of the Lord here tonight, amen, I'm telling you if it's ever been a time, amen, I want to know who, to know them that labor among you. And God help me, I'm going to work on my part of it as a leader, as an instructor. That's doctrines. If you remember the very beginning, that's part of it. Amen. You know, having a good coach. Amen. Having a good leader. Praise God. People's accused of a lot of things and things of that nature. But I'm telling you, there's nothing more important of the call of God that's upon our lives tonight. Not just mine, but all of us. As Holy Ghost filled, amen, in vessels of God. We are the, we are the city that's sitting on the hill. We are the candle that makes a difference, amen, in the room. We are the salt of the earth. We're not, we didn't get here by ourselves, but God's mercy and grace and compassion and this truth. And I'm going to go back and preach on it sometimes. I, I heard somebody use this particular scripture lately. Amen. This week, in fact, talking about mercy and truth that purifies the heart and deliver us from the spirit of iniquity. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the spirit of iniquity is working overtime. And there's a lot of people because they don't want this truth and didn't receive this truth, but yet want to be spiritual leaders. And they don't even have the spirit to lead them to to guide them, to instruct them, and then they want to criticize anybody else as a spiritual leader. They got a revelation and an insight and understanding and got the doctrine nailed down. They want to criticize them. They want to call them haters. Amen. They want to call them this and that and all the other things. But I'm going to tell you right now, when we preach against activities and things that are abomination against God, hallelujah, I'm telling you it's still in the Word of God. And by the Word of God, it gives us a right upon this earth to preach it. We don't preach it out of malice. We don't preach it out of hatred. But we preach it out of the love of God. Because we love the soul that's inside them earthen vessels. That them earthen vessels gave themselves over to the wrong spirit. And to the wrong doctrines. And allowed the wrong ones to lead them. There's ever been a time, I'm telling you. The only way you got to conquer that old spirit of rebellion that's in us. you got to bow and submit and yield yourself to the word of God. Somewhere along this journey that you and I are living. We better get back to that place. The word of God still roots and reigns over all of my opinions and ideas and theories. So, as we watch this tonight, going back to 1 Corinthians 14 and 6. Four ways. Amen. Tongue. Talks about having church. It's talking about having public services. And the best methods and means and ways to that everybody will be edified. And everybody can leave strengthened. But watch how they work together. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except? Unless I shall speak to you either by revelation. Now, revelation, amen, actually corresponds, amen, with prophecy. <laughs> Foretelling and forthtelling. It's called it's prophecy. And so to really get a, 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 to be able to teach or to instruct them, you got to have the revelation first. I often tell those that sits in our home Bible studies and especially those that's raised by other denominations that don't believe in repentance or they may believe in repentance but they don't really believe in baptism in Jesus' name. Neither do they believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, the reason they don't believe that is because they've never experienced it. And without experiencing it, it's impossible, amen, to preach it. It's impossible. 
impossible to help lead others unto that experience. You've got to experience to have the revelation first. And so without true revelation that comes only from the one living and only God there is. Everything else, amen, is coming, amen, from a different area, a different realm, a different leader, a different power, a different spirit. There's only one God, and this God is not confused. He's not confused on how to save us. He's not confused how to keep us raptured ready. He's not confused, amen, to keep the devil and the powers of the evils out of our hearts and out of our minds and out of our spirit. I tell you, the church still has authority and power in the name of Jesus Christ tonight. We can warn against the demonic forces, the powers of evil. We can overcome sins. We're not vessels. We're not servants of sins, ladies and gentlemen. And so, the next one now. Revelation works, amen, corresponding with prophecy. So knowledge corresponds and works with doctrine. There's power in knowledge. You gotta, gotta, gotta have knowledge. <laughs> Can I just say this? You know why sometimes we don't get caught, get, get into some conversations? Because we don't have enough knowledge about it to get in it. Sometimes that's good. <laughs> Depends on the conversation. But when it comes to the Word of God, you and I have got to reach a point place by the help of God that regardless of who's talking, that we can talk to them out of this book. We can instruct them out of this book. And so, we're going to talk a little bit tonight as much about knowledge as about doctrine because knowledge is one of the ways that you and I speak unto, unto public, in public places. In the house of God, I understand the service that's on out here. But how important it is for us. And so, I'm basically going to go all the way back to Genesis. And we won't, we won't wind up in Revelation, but pretty close. But uh, uh, we're going to see some things here tonight. By the help of God and, and the importance of knowledge. Amen. You know, we're living in a, a, a time it's called uh, of information and a, a punch of a button, amen, that you can be informed. If you remember last week, we talked about one of the problems of the public setting and the reason that Paul gave us instructions on tongues and to use them properly, use them in the right manner. And, and Brother Jerry and Sister Daniel, we're going to acknowledge y'all for the service over with. I bless y'all. Yes, we are. Amen. So good to see you in the house of God tonight. Slipping in here on this Wednesday night. God bless them. Amen. I tell you what, Brother Jaron, introduce us to our guests tonight. God bless you. Amen. Our sister, well, no, you better do it. Hallelujah. It's so good to see them tonight. Appreciate them so much. All right. Amen. You know what that meant. He's sleeping when he's supposed to sleep and all those other good things. God bless them. It's so good to see them tonight. So as we, we endeavor here tonight with the help of God to, to try to come across, amen, to help us really understand the importance 
of, of doctrine, but yet knowledge with doctrine. There's a lot of doctrines, and, and doctrine simply means teaching. You know as well as I do, they, we got all kind of flavors and all, all types. Man, when it comes to religion, but you can't find that in the scriptures. You only hear of one body. You only hear of one Lord and one spirit. And all the gifts and the ministrations work from this one. So how in the world did we get to all of these different opinions and ideas or doctrines or teaching? Amen. They, they came from a different area than from God. Amen. And from the power of God. And so we got to come to that understanding and realization. And then we're going to learn something tonight. The importance of knowledge. The power of knowledge. But watch this. Even, even the false knowledge. Amen. Can, can cause much damage. Amen. Again, incorrect knowledge. Amen. Getting the wrong information. Anybody ever broke anything because somebody informed you wrong and told you to do it this way and you done it and broke it? You know, there's a lot of things, you know, we learn. As the older we get, we learn. If one thing we learn, most of the time what we learn is ways not to do it. I can tell you now not to do this. I don't know the very best way of getting this done, but, but I do know a couple of ways not to do it. It won't work. Amen. But, but, so, but here, thank God for the Word of God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost that the writer himself said that will lead and guide us into all truth. You don't have to just depend on, and don't take that wrong, you don't have to just depend on, amen, the written Word. You don't have to just depend on the fivefold ministry, but God's given you and I a measure of His Spirit, and with that Spirit to finds agreement with the written word and also to find agreement with the spokesman that's doing the spiritual leadership in your life. And if there's a problem there, then one or the other is wrong. And the attitude and the spirit that we got in America to keep our hands off of that, keep our mouth shut, well, let's just let it go. That's our problem. That's our problem. You can't let error just go. If it's wrong, it's wrong. You're trying to go to Bendale and you're going south on 57 from this point. Unless you turn around, honey, you're never going to get to Bendale. You're going to wind up in the waters and you're going to wind up that lost and undone. Same way to get into heaven. Everybody says, well, we're going. There's a number of ways going. There might be a number of ways to go to New Orleans. There may be a number of ways to go to Jackson. But God said there's only one way to go to heaven. And there's only one door and one gospel and one God. And I'm glad to tell you we know him by his name. We know him by his spirit. And we know him by his written word. And so all of these are witnessing together. Yeah. Now, when you go to the 26th verse of that same, this helps us to understand why it was so important that Mark, I mean, Paul made the statement to the Corinthians. Those, amen, does what? Whenever you come together, songs of doctrine, have tongues of revelation, have interpretation, let all things be done unto what? Edifying. Then when you go to Romans 16 and 17. And I beseech you, brothers, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine. You need to mark them and avoid them. If they claim to be a spiritual leader, if they're standing in pulpits and they're practicing and teaching doctrines that's contrary to the Word of God and what we've already received, amen, we need to mark them and avoid them. I got Bible to back it up. 
Amen. I'm not being rude and harsh and ugly. They need a revelation. The reason they're preaching, they're teaching the wrong doctrine. They haven't received the true revelation. They haven't sat in the center of the right spiritual leaders in their own lives. Lie the blind, leading the blind. I don't want to be blinded. So, I'm going to go back. I'm going to, I'm going to watch some things. Knowledge. One of the first times we read and know anything about knowledge... Where's it at? It goes back to Genesis, the second chapter. It goes to the time of the writing of, you know, there's a lot mentioned about the tree. But, and here, the tree in Genesis 2. Genesis 2 and 9. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also is in the midst of the garden. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil the knowledge of good and evil is in this tree <laughs> and the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat but the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. You know the story. We know that Paul came along later and told us how the woman was deceived. Not the man. But he willfully took of that fruit. And so, but, but the point is the tree here. The tree. Where did it first come from? Where did we receive this knowledge? And so trees. And we're going to talk about trees throughout the Bible a little bit here now. Amen. And, and what they represent and, and the importance of them. And who we become and things of that nature. And so I'm going to do my best to tie all this together. Genesis 3 and 22 says, And the Lord said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth, forth his hand, Amen, and take also the tree of life and eat life forevermore. He would have life forevermore. But watch this. God did not want to allow man to stay in this state and condition forever. So he blocked off the tree of life. They could have lived forever by coming partaking of the tree of life. But God put seraphims there and a flaming sword. Amen. To keep them from ever partaking of this tree now. Because they have taken of the tree both of evil and good. And so now man's got knowledge both good and evil. Now man's got to choose what direction he's going to go. What path he's going to walk down. What leadership or spiritual leadership voice that he's going to listen to and humble himself to. We can prove this time and time in the Bible. Brother Ford, I mentioned Moses. It was Moses. Moses that led the people out of Egypt. It was his voice. It was his instructing as God spoke to him. It's like his voice and the writings of the Ten Commandments. And we found out not to see and the things that was contrary to him. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the importance of a voice. Not just a voice. But a tree. Now most of us don't liken ourselves unto a tree, do we? But you will tonight before this is over. You will tonight. And it's going to be important about the tree and what's coming from the tree. It's going to be very important. So let's go to Isaiah. The reason I'm doing this one. When you go to Isaiah 47 chapter, and, and, and I, I may not the whole chapter, 
It's really about Babylon. The city of Babylon. It's the prophecy that Babylon, even before it was created, Isaiah, through the power of God, is prophesying about this city that's going to find destruction. It's going to be torn down. And if you read down through there, you're going to see come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughters of Babylon. Set, amen. Daughters of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called tender or delicate. You, you're going to reach a point in the place, a city that they had built in a place and a position that, that all in, in history, if you do a study on it, no man should be able to conquer it. It should never have been torn down. But yet, here, before it's ever even built and set up and all this happened, God's prophesying what's going to happen to the city and Babylon and you can go to Revelation, talks about Babylon again so, so watch this, take the milestones and grind meal, uncover thy locks, and he talks about the woman, he talks about uncovering herself, her nakedness, and he's likened this unto a city, amen and don't have a man, don't have nobody to help her but when you go down to about amen, the seventh verse and then thou saidest, I shall be a lady forever, so that thou didst not lay these things to thy heart, neither didst thy remember the latter end of it. Therefore, here now, these thou, thou that art given to pleasure and dwellest carelessly, that sayest in thy heart, I am, and none else beside me. I shall, I shall not set as a widow, neither shall I know the loss of children. Are you understanding what's being said? I don't, I'm not going to know anything about becoming a widow. I'm not going to know anything of not having a man in my life or having children in my life. Amen. But watch this. But these two things shall come to thee in a moment, in one day. The loss of children, the widowhood. They shall come upon thee in their perfection. Amen. And the multitudes of their sorrows. And thou for the great abundance of thy enchantments. Listen to what's being said there. Enchantments is a liken unto prayer. Amen. And so as you watch this abundance, as you watch what they gave us, I and mean, you know about the Babylon, and you know about the city of Babylon, and you go to Revelation, she's likened unto a whore. Okay, I, I don't have time to go in all of that. What I'm trying to tell you to understand here, this is the seed of evil. This is the choosing of evil. And this is the outcome of it. And this is going to be the results of it. Amen. For thou hast trusted in thy wicked Thou hast said, none seeth me. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge, it hath perverted thee or corrupted you. Amen. It's misled you. Thou hast said in thy heart, I am and none else besides me. Therefore shall evil come upon thee. Thou shalt not know from whence it rises and mischief shall fall upon thee. Thou shalt not be able to put it off and this desolation shall come upon thee suddenly, which thou shalt not know. Stand now with thy enchantments and with the multitudes of thy sorcerers wherein thou hast labored from thy youth if so be thou shalt be able to profit if so be thou mayest prevail thou art wearied and the multitudes of thy counsels let none of the astrologers and the stargazers and the multi prognostication stand up and save thee from these things thou shalt come upon thee are you hearing what I'm saying this is what led them that's the reason we don't play with Ouija boards that's the reason we don't play with no type of witchcraft 
That's the reason we don't bow down to the sun or the moon or the stars. We don't allow these type of spirits or governments in our hearts or in our lives. We don't go to palm readers. We don't do any of that. This is what they've done. This is where they got their power. This is where they got their strength. But I'm telling you, it didn't come to rescue them. It didn't come to them because they gave themselves over to evilness and wickedness. Hey, don't get so, so comfortable in the house of God that you think you know it all, that you don't have to listen to the man of God, even on this Wednesday night. But you better listen to this old boy tonight. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, the spirit of iniquity is taking this world, amen, the religious world. And it's slipping into the Pentecostal people because there's a lack of something. I'm not trying to be ugly, but folks, I'm telling you, I've got to keep your attention in this house tonight. Man, that's a battle too, by the way. The spirit of entertainment. And we're raising them up. I feel sorry for the next generation of preachers. You think we got a job. What you going to do with that generation? That all they know about is these gadgets. get on that rabbit but I did we can't even drive from here to Loosedale without having something to entertain them I'm just setting I'm just telling y'all we're setting up for failure if we're not careful I'm telling you we're setting up for failure and we got to watch this all right enough about the evil of that part of it anyway praise God so as we move from that now there are some results when he talked about What's this? If you go do some study with the commentaries, one of the commentaries makes this statement, talks about this particular city. Talked about Alexander the Great when he took the city. His intention was to make the Babylon his, his capital seat, his throne place. Guess what? He didn't get to. You know why? All of a sudden he just dies. God said it was coming down. Even though he used, used him to conquer this city. I'm telling you, God can stop him. When it gets time for the fulfillment of the scriptures, God works it out. I just want to put that in there. Okay, then when you go from that, amen, because it talked about another place. And I won't take the time because i got way too far to go. Let's listen to some of the things that Jeremiah has said about Babylon. Babylon shall become heaps. A dwelling place for dragons, an astonishment and a hissing without inhabitants. What's this? So Lucia or something on the count of that is another place whenever Alexander the Great had died. This guy comes in. They take the material out of Babylon and they bring it over here and build this city. The city of Babylon becomes a place of desolation. No habitation. Nobody's in it. God's fulfilling what he prophesied hundreds of years prior to it ever taking place. Why? Evil. Evil. Jeremiah, the same chapter, 51, 58. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken. Her high gates shall be burnt with fire. The people shall labor in vain, and the, the folk in the fire, and they shall be weary. Isaiah 47 and 9 says, But these two things shall come to, to thee in a moment in one day. The loss of children and widowhood. It's going to come. It's going to seem to come from nowhere. I'm going to tell you something. This is going to go somewhere. Just as much as this happens in the evil. If we're not careful, it's going to happen to us 
in, in, the, in the, the, the way of wisdom or, or the revelation of truth. Folks, we have got such a responsibility upon us to make sure that we pass this down to the next generation. This has really been eating me up the last couple of years. I've seen these babies filled with the Holy Ghost at a very early age. Amen. And if God will allow it somehow in some way by his mercy. I told him again today, God, this is a God thing. But somehow by your mercy and grace, have a school here that we can keep them and avoid them from being introduced. So some doctrines and individuals that are corrupt their little minds and corrupt their little hearts before they ever get out of the gate. Before they ever, amen, have an opportunity. I'm telling you, your, your, your grammar babies, amen, are being introduced to things that you wouldn't, some of your, this generation, they wasn't introduced to it in, in, in high school, less much any other place. And so we got an awesome responsibility. I mean, that's not all. Amen. There's a responsibility upon us, upon the Sunday school department and every department in this church, amen, to take on the initiative and take on the anointing. Hello, every chance I get, I got to put this word into their heart. Every chance I get, I got to put this this experience into their spirit. Amen. I got to make them realize this is a reason we live. We don't live to make money. We don't live to impress people. We become the image of God. We walk in his image and likeness. And we don't let the world shape us. We don't let the ways of the world shape us. We got the house of God, the word of God, the man of God, the voice of God, the spirit of God. We got godly cones. And this is how we're going to raise them up. This is how we're going to instruct them. Some of you sitting there looking at me like I'm, I've done lost my mind. But I'm telling you the Holy Ghost tonight. If we don't start protecting our homes, if we don't start driving things out of our home, I'm telling you the spirit of iniquity is going to eat us up. And I feel like we got the answer tonight. Isaiah 19 11. Surely the princes of Zion are fools. Watch this. Surely the princes of Zion are fools. The counsel of the wise counselors of Pharaoh is become brutish. Animal-like. I mean, you've heard me talk about the gifts of the Spirit. And how they're to operate. God never uses the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, I'm going to say this. If we try to be used in the gifts of the Spirit, but we're bitter and ugly. It's probably our spirit and not God's. I'm just telling you, the wisdom from above is kind, it's gentle, it's long-suffering, it's meek. But not the wisdom of this world. It's full of arrogance and pride and high-mindedness. It works in a different avenue and a different power tonight. So, watch this. Knowledge. How many knows that everybody's got Knowledge. 1 Corinthians 8 gives us a little illustration of this, a little, little to help us out. So if you don't mind, I'm going to do my best to try to go through it. To, to just, just, I'm just trying to plant some things. I'm just trying to get us to understand. Everybody's got a, at least a certain amount of knowledge, even of the Bible and of God. <laughs> you know, that, that always amazes me. You know, you're talking to people and all that, and, and, you know, everybody's saved. If you listen to a lot of people out in the world, everybody's saved. Nobody's going to hell. <laughs> nobody's sinners. 
I mean, they don't have to go to church. They don't have to have a preacher. They hadn't to, have, you know, I hadn't to give one red cent. They hadn't put not five minutes into the church or any church. And I'm not when I say that any church, Amen. They don't know. You can't quote. They can't quote John three sixteen. Uh, you know, if you tell them where's Genesis at, I don't know. Where, where's your Bible? I ain't gonna have one. And and it just goes on. But you're saved. Oh yeah, me and the man upstairs got it worked out. You hadn't even read the contract. <laughs> What do you mean you and the man's got upstairs? You hadn't even read the contract. I mean, I mean, this is the contract that God gave us. And you and I have got to read it. He's not going to force us. He's not going to make us. And we'll tell you something. Your old flesh is not going to want to stand and read it either. Your old carnal nature is not going to stand and read it. In fact, if we're not careful, we'll be so busy in life. We'll say we don't have time to do it. And I'm going to leave some of that alone. Because I could. But, but so... As, as we watch, watch this. So when you go to 1 Corinthians, the 8th chapter, Paul's writing to this Corinthian church. He's still working with the church here. He says, now as touching things over to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. I'm going to get to preach on that, the doctrine of God's love. Charity, folks. This is where, this is where it at. You know, you know, we could take truth and with the wrong spirit destroy more people than help them. Without, without delivering it with love and with charity and the love of God, <laughs> would do more harm than good. And so here, amen, watch what he talks about. Knowledge causes us to buff it up. I know, I know what I'm talking about. Eh? <laughs> you ever been in one of them arguments? <laughs> Knowing good and well, they knew, you know, they was wrong, but they weren't going to admit it. <laughs> anyway, okay. And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. Was well, a lot of times we don't know as we think we know, or as we ought to know. <laughs> yeah. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. Don't, does that take long to realize when a man loves God? As concerning, therefore, the eating of those things which are offered in sacrifices and idols. Here was the deal. Whenever they would offer these, these the, the pagans, when they would offer idols, they would give a part of it to the priest a part of it to God, and then a part of it was brought and sold at the market. And so here's where the problem came in. As he moves on from that, he says, For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many. Now, catch what he's saying. They're not, but, but to them they are. To, to the heathens, to the pagans, to those that's offering them. Amen. But to us, to believers, to those that's following the doctrine of God. Amen. And that's my little input there, don't you? But to us there is what? What? One God, the Father, of whom are all things and we in Him. And one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things and we by Him. Howbeit, there is not in every man that knowledge. That's not in every man. Every man doesn't have that knowledge, doesn't have that understanding yet. Especially, even, even as he's dealing now, I believe he's dealing with some believers here. But they're struggling with some of this. <laughs> Every man that knowledge, um, for some with conscience of the idol unto this hour, eat it as a thing offered unto an idol. And their conscience being weak is defiled. These idols and their conscience. And, and remember, if you can't do things out of your conscience and with a clear conscience and by faith, 
Unto you it is sin. But meat commended us not to God. Now we know the belly is what? The meat was made for the belly, not the belly for meats, okay? If we eat, we are the better. Neither if we eat not are we the worse. So it don't make any difference. Eating the meat is not going to make us any better. If we don't eat it, it's not going to make us any worse. So the, the focus is not about meat. Even the meat that they're talking about here. But take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to them that are weak. Revelation. The knowledge that you got. That these idols. Paul said, hey, these idols ain't nothing to me. I can walk right up in their tents, eat up all their meat. I can eat their priest's meat. I can eat their God's meat. And I can eat their meat. Because there's no God (laughs) but our God. Their priests don't have no power because the God they're serving has no power. That, that's where you got to start connecting. That's the reason when the devil tries to raise up his head and comes up with these lies and send these old lying spirits to us. <laughs> Bible put it this way. Isaiah put it this way. The weapons formed against us shall not prosper. Oh, there's going to be some weapons. They're going to be formed against us, but they won't prosper. Why? Because we got a shield of faith. We got the hope of salvation. We got a name that's above every name. We know how to pray. We know who to call on. And I tell you, He's a Lord of hosts. He's a Lord of battle. And He's never lost a battle. And He's always going to bring His people through. He hasn't changed His mind in the New Testament. He hasn't changed His mind in Bendale, Mississippi. He's still working on our behalf. He's still performing. I want to see some victories, honey. Not just sing about them, not just talk about them, but literally see them. I talk about knowable miracles and the power of God. This is going to come because we got to hold on to this doctrine. And so we're seeing what he's talking about here. For though, and through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. You see what he's saying? Just because you got knowledge, you got revelation. Let's don't use it to destroy our brother. He goes far as saying, hey, I just won't eat no meat on the earth. If it's going to offend my brother and cause him to lose out with God, it goes right back to charity. But the point I'm making of this particular chapter, knowledge, knowledge, insight, revelation. So you and I have got to be willing and kind enough, especially with new converts. You know, you can't let a new convert come in and get the Holy Ghost and you expect them to live like 30 and 40 year old saints. But I tell you what we can expect. We can start expecting 30, 40 year old saints to quit living like one year old beginners. Um, this is where this is going. This is, this is what it's all about. Because here's the deal it's all in our own passions and desires and hunger and thirst for the knowledge of God, to know God. Let me, did you know that really what public service is about for the believer? That when they come, that they may leave knowing more about God than they did when they got there. I know we think of the table, and we think of it mostly about just blessings and picking me up and, and, and you know, giving me a new car and blessing me with a new suit and getting me a whatever. But actually, the meat... And the water is really about the word of God and revelation and insight 
of, of to, to what I'm to, I'm to receive a how to live and how to live this overcoming life and reach that place of perfection. And so we're going to go to Psalms now. Psalms 14. Amen. I'm going to depend on them. I need to go to the first verse. Psalms 14. One. I just got the fourth verse, but I decided to go all the way to the first verse here. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Hmm. Only a fool would say that. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Watch where he goes. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. Does anybody come to a realization or a revelation as they walked out and looked around them? There's a creator. There is a God. Man, all this didn't just happen. Hey man, I want to know this God. I don't want to just worship the sun or the heavens and I don't want to worship just water. Hey man, or what can be brought out of the earth. I want to worship the one that created all of this. I want to worship the one that put up the designer. I want to know the designer. I want to know the creator. I want to know the one I was created in a likeness of. I want to know the one. I want to know his voice. I want to know his presence. I want him to be alive in my life and walking with me. I tell you, the living God, they've been inside of us. Why should we fear death or the devil anything else oh praise God praise God watch him as it goes on they're all gone aside they all together become filthy when you don't call on this God when you don't give him recognition when you don't start seeking after him there's not but one other avenue that's going to lead you to corruptness and filthiness and ungodliness and unholiness there is none that doeth good. No, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge? All the workers of iniquity have no knowledge. They, they don't realize, they don't understand that there is a God. We're living in a world today. We're watching faiths. We're watching, we're watching individuals that's broadening up their acceptance of humanity and sin. Sanctifying it, justifying it, okaying it, and telling them. They, they tell us all the time, you don't have a right to judge them. We'll see. Let's see. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Psalms 19, 1 and 6. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttered speech. And night unto night showeth the knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out. In other words, their measurements throughout all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. And them... Hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, rejoicing as a strong man to run a race. I'm glad God sent us a Savior. I'm glad God raised up a man. I'm glad we're still not living like the book in the book of Judges, always had to wait on somebody to be raised up. I'm telling you, we got a Savior that's been raised up for 2,000 years and sitting on the throne of God. 
sitting, amen, in the heavens. Let me put it that way. In the tabernacle. Interceding as our high priest. The bishop of our souls. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. You don't have to worry about him being too busy. He always hears your cry. He always hears your, 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 your prayer whenever you cry out to him. Day or night. Amen. When you pray with earnest and you pray with sincerity, this God's going to show up. When you got a passion, you got a hunger, and you got a thirst, I want to do what's right, God. I need your help. He's always made a way of, a, of every temptation. He's always made a way of out. He's always promised, amen, the weak and the weary. If you just won't give up, here's the key about that weariness. Just don't give up. Just don't throw in the towel. Just keep on marching. If you've done all you can do, amen, to march and go forward, just stand. Just stand. Don't lose no ground. Don't back up. Don't change your doctrine. Don't change churches. Don't change this. Don't change that. No, you know what you've learned. You know who you are. You know who you've been born of. You know by experiences, amen, this God will never fail me. This God's going to always bring me out. He's not, I'm telling you, there may be some desolate times and some valleys you got to go through and some weird places, but you know what? That's for our testimony. That's for a reason for you and for somebody else. But I'm telling you, he's the author and finisher. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. The promises of the Lord of God are forever settled in heaven. And we got to get them forever settled in our hearts, our minds, our spirit, and who we are, and who we're going to serve, and who we're going to die for. So as you watch this, amen, amen, unfolds and takes place. He goeth, he, he goeth forth from the, the ends of the earth and the circuits of the, of, the, of the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from this, from the kingdom, this almighty. Now watch this. Let's go to Psalms 1. I'm, I'm going to tie this together. I'm halfway there. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is what is in the law of the Lord. He in his law doth he meditate day and night. I couldn't think of a better book to be reading. I couldn't think of a better book to be meditating on. Oh, there's a lot of other literature out there, but I'm gonna tell you something. If you read other literature and other magazines and other things and you ain't read your words, hello, you better check on Amen, your passion, your desire. Because unless you read the word of God, there's gonna be a lackness of knowledge. And because of the lack of knowledge, Amen. Man, that's the reason we're in the mess we're in. That's the reason you got so many denominations. That's the reason you got so many beliefs. That's the reason you got so many opinions and ideals. That's the reason the devil's got such a chokehold. Amen. Because if people get a true revelation of the knowledge of God, they'll put the devil under their feet where he belongs. They'll put victory in their hearts, victory in their families, victory in their homes, victory in their churches. I tell you, we have the revival that God wants us to have. But we got to get the knowledge of it. Amen. In our hearts, in our minds, and in our spirit. All right, watch him. But his delight meditating in it day and night. And he shall be like a tree. <laughs> We're going to be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. Bringing forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. But are like the shaft, a man which the winds driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. In the time of justice. But I'm telling you the tree that's planted himself by the river. The tree that meditates upon God day and night. The tree that humbles and yields himself. Amen. To bear the fruit of God. And walk of the Holy Ghost. Let judgment come. We ought not fear the coming of the Lord. In fact, we ought to be looking for it. We ought to be expecting it. We ought to be with a joy, amen, for the coming of the Lord. Because we're doing, amen, and working with everything in us to do that which we're trying to attain. We haven't reached that place, but we're reaching for it. We've got to attain it by the help of God. 
Therefore the ungodly shall not stand the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. God knows the way of the righteous, but the ungodly is going to perish. I don't want to be ungodly. I don't care how square it looks. I don't care how out of, out of shape it may look. How old foggy it looks. Hey Amen. We want to be godly in the world, so we're going to be made up to be what? The trees that God wants us to be. Now watch Jeremiah as he relates, and I'm just going to nail down about this tree deal. Blessed is a man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Careful there means anxiety. I'm telling you again tonight by the word of God. It is not God's will for you to have a nervous breakdown. It's not God's will, amen, for you to be on nerve medicine. It's not God's will for you to have a, the shakes and the anxieties all the time. It is not God's will. I got my tree planted, amen, by the rivers. He's got to sustain me. He's got to see me through. I got a power to sort through him that money can't buy, gold can't buy. Nobody owns a higher position in my life but God. Are you hearing me in this house? You got somebody greater than the president. You got somebody greater than the priest. You got somebody greater than the greatest millionaire you can think of. I know it's Wednesday night. I understand that. But if you'll just get your tree planted, get your root system where it belongs, you'll act different than what you're acting in this house. Praise God. All right, Matthew. Matthew 7 and 15. Watch this. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are as raving wolves. One of the key verses. You shall know them by their fruit. You'd be shocked how many spiritual leaders that are addicted to the things of this world. You know what? I'm not about to have a spiritual leader that gets drunker than I do. I'm talking about literally, I'm talking about literally drinking. I'm not talking about off the new wine. I'm talking about off the off the Budweiser's. I'm not going to have a spiritual leader that's addicted to cigarettes and Copenhagen. That's on the package to what it'll do to the earthen vessel. That the temple of God, that belongs as a temple of God and the service of God. Man, they used to name it. But you know what? Now we try to use terms and get around it and... You, you don't want to hear, none of them won't say anything that that'll send them. But I'll tell you something, those, that, that's a servant. You can't live two different lives. You can't serve two, two different masters. You can't have two different lives. <laughs> Let me ask you something, men. <laughs> what if your wife had you and two or three others? Normally we say that the other way around, don't we? 
But that was the situation with with this. So watch him. Do men gather grapes of thorns or fig trees of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Watch out, preacher, now. I'm just going to earn my money, okay? Might be all right. We got to watch that stuff of using terms and language and actions. You know, it's kind of like wearing garments, and it's really a garment to the fit and to the place that there's really no room for imagination. We can use slang words and Manners of ways that's brothers and sisters to we might as well have just said them. Are you seeing? Evil. But a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit, ye shall know them. Know who? Know the tree. You know, you're not going to go out there and pull pears off of an apple tree. As much as you pray over and fast and water and fertilize that pine tree out there, it's never going to produce acorns. I'm telling you, there's people that goes on fast and they pray and they do this, but they won't accept the doctrine. They won't accept the truth or revelation or a love for it. And you've got to get the foundation right for anything else is going to be right. The root systems got to get. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils, in thy name done many wonderful works. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Why? Ye that work Iniquity. The spirit of iniquity was never conquered in their lives. Hmm. Was never defeated. It's never overcome. Because without revelation, without true revelation, I'm going to bypass it. It goes all the way down through the, the 29th verse. I'm going to try to stay to that 9 o'clock. Psalms 92 puts it this way. Psalms 92 and 12. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. I mean, remember the last two Sunday school lessons, the last two or three Sunday school lessons. What was mentioned? Deborah set up her camp under a palm tree. The last lesson mentioned a oak tree. 
Trees just mentioned a lot more often and, and likened. And we're likened unto the trees a lot more often than what we think we are. We can't change. We, we can't be like the lizard. <laughs> change colors and our fruits. You know, when I'm with this group, I'm going to look like this. But when I go with this group over here, I'm going to dress and be like this bunch. When I'm with this bunch, man, I'm going to love God, and talk about God, and magnify God. When I'm with this bunch, that's the reason you got to watch it whenever you start connecting with people that's gossiping and tearing down and doing this and all this other. That spirit can get a hold of you. I'm not interested in that. I want to do what I can to help people, encourage people. You know why? Because we want to make heaven. He shall grow like a cedar tree in Lebanon. So here we're likened to a palm tree. And we're likened to a cedar tree. A cedar tree is tall and strong. The palm tree is one that the evergreen. It's like an evergreen tree. The seasons, amen, it's still. All the other trees is withering up. and Man, it seems just better to hold on to those, those leaves. Keep that. Those that be planted in the house... Of the Lord, watch him. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. And that gives me some hope. It doesn't matter if I'm 63, 73, 93, 103. I can still bring forth the fruit of God. I can still be used in the kingdom of God. I can still be used by the Lord. We may be confined to wheelchairs. We may be confined to this. And we may not have the strength and health of others. But I tell, I tell you, amen, the Bible says I can still bring forth the fruit of God. Praise God. They shall be fat and flourishing. Anybody like to be fat? A lot of people spend a lot of money not to be, but hey, this is the one area you got a right to be fat. Be happy about it. Be joyful about it. I want to be fat in the riches of God. <laughs> now go to, I will tell you. Uh, I'm sorry. I got a little wrong. <laughs> To show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. So I won't, I won't read Isaiah 5. You can put it up if you want to, but uh, you know what this scripture here dealt with? A vineyard. He's likened to a vineyard. He done all he could do for this vineyard. Took out the stones, he put a hedge around it, he put the wine press in it, built a tower in it. He set it all up, he's got the soil ready. But the vineyard brought forth wild grapes. And they tell us we don't have a right to judge. We're known by the fruits we bear. Not what we claim. I done proved to you that some claimed it. But he said I never knew you as workers of iniquity. But it's the fruits that we bear. The fruit that we produce. It's what's hanging on the limbs. Thank God for it. Y'all would be excited about this, really. I mean, if you're bearing the fruits of the Holy Have you got the Holy Ghost? Did you know in the package here with the Holy Ghost, there's nine fruits? Love, joy, meekness, kindness, long-suffering, gentleness. Hey, that's all you want to be. Don't you want to be kind? Don't you want to be gentle? Don't you want to be long-suffering? Don't you want to have love and joy and peace and faith? 
I know it's Wednesday night, but it's not that bad. We're the only hope. We're the only trees that this world's got any hope in. We're the only trees that they're going to find some shade and some comfort. We're the only trees that they can find to find the fruit that'll get them out of their garbage, that'll get them out of their deception, that'll get them out of their blindness. That's a reason it's so important. I don't care where you're at, what highways you're on, what places you're going, you need to bear the fruits. I'm a Christian. I'm a holy. I'm not just another so-called Christian either. I'm not just raising red, wearing it around my neck or wearing a bracelet on my wrist. No, honey, it comes out of the bottom of my heart. It comes out of my act to my deeds and my conversation or sometimes what conversations I won't get lured in no, 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 no. I got myself planted in a place in the house of God. I got myself planted by a river. And by the help of God and the grace of God, I'm going to produce the fruit it wants me to. Because I want to be his vineyard. Isaiah 61 and 3 says, To appoint unto them that morning in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes and oil for the joy of the morning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called what? The trees of righteousness. Woo! Man, this is a place you can come lay all that stuff down. This is a place you can have a change of garments. We're the trees of righteousness, man. Hallelujah. Why? Because we have a change of garments. Go back and read it again. Appointed him that morn in Zion to give unto them what? Beauty for ashes. All for joy for the morning. Garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be what? Called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. The planting of the Lord. We're the planting of the Lord. We didn't plant ourselves. God planted us. Amen. When God planted us, he knows where to plant us. And you know what? You're going to produce your best. Amen. Where God planted you. It's not where you want to be planted. Not where I want to be planted. And where your mom wants you to be planted. Your daddy wants you to be planted. That's where God plants you. If you let God plant you, amen, that's where you'll produce your best. Hallelujah. Because when God plants you, there's not a drought. There's not a, there's not a battle. There's not a situation. Amen. That's going to uproot you. Come on. I'm preaching to us tonight on this Wednesday night. Hallelujah. You've got to get something settled in your spirit, settled in your mind. Settled in your, I'm going to be saved. Why? Because I'm a tree of righteousness. I'm a tree of holiness. I've been called out. I've been separated. I'm going to bear the good fruits of God Almighty. Jeremiah helps us out in Jeremiah 11 and 19. But I was like a lamb and an ox that was brought to the slaughter. I knew not that they had devices, devices against me, devised devices against me, saying, Let us destroy the tree with the fruit thereof. Come on, Peter wrote to us. Don't consider some strange things in these fiery trials. All the enemy's trying to do is rob you of your fruit. Because it's your fruit, amen, that's going to impact others. They receive a revelation, an understanding, amen, of, of what's going on in your life. What's producing out of your life. What's flowing. Why? Because I'm a tree of righteousness. I'm a tree that's been planted by God. I've been a tree, amen, by this river. Amen. And I'm going to do what God wants me to do. And I'm going to bear what God wants me to do. And this is what he wants me to bear. The nine fruits of Galatians 2. Amen. 25. Amen. When it talks about of 5 and 25, I believe it was. Amen. So as we look at all of this and realize, amen, they're out to try to destroy us. And Jeremiah said, these are Vices and was what to try to destroy the tree, the tree of righteousness that was in Israel and the fruit thereof. Amen. Luke 13 and 6. Amen. He uses a parable. I won't read it, but you can look at it. Amen. You know about the fig tree. And he talks about a man coming, amen, to a vineyard. And in that, in that vineyard, there was a fig tree, a fig tree that wasn't producing the fruit. Amen. And the, the owner of it says, Come on, let's cut it down. But no, the keeper of the vineyard said, No, no, give me one more year. Let me dig around it. You know what? If you're not producing the fruit God wants you to, why don't you start asking God to dig around? 
around you a little bit. Send the preacher a message, God. Stir him up to preach to me. Hallelujah. Send him there just my way, God. Send a voice my way, God. Dig around me. I don't want to be lost, no. I want to produce the fruit you want me to produce. I want to be the tree you want me to be. I want to be the worshiper you want me to be. I want to walk in the couch of your love and grace and mercy, God. I want to be your vessel. I want to be full of the Holy Ghost, full of faith, full of the love of God. I want to walk in the powers of your grace and mercy. We shall not fail. We shall not come up short. We are the children of the Most High God. Yeah. Go back and read that if you like to. I'm on my last page. I got 10 minutes. <laughs> Colossians 1 and 10. That he may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's our goal. That's our heartbeat. That's our desire. Is to increase in the knowledge of God. Increase in his love. Now watch this. Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed. For what? For a lack of knowledge. I don't want our babies to know all about everything about Hollywood and know everything about everything else. Shame on us and even his parents. They know all, everything about fishing and hunting, but you can't tell them what 316 is at. You can't tell them the disciples. We can't instruct them. Help us. You understand what I'm talking about? It's a lack of knowledge. Amen. That got Hosea that caused them to become who they were. I'm going to run on through some of this. Isaiah 1 and 3 says, The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass knows his master's quill. But Israel does not know my people. Amen. Doth not consider. But Israel, my own people, doesn't even know me. They don't even consider where they at. Amen. Two, two beasts. Amen. You were the crib was. You were the blessings was at. But my people, amen, have got me and didn't consider where they're at Isaiah 3 and 12 said for as my people children are their oppressors and women rule over them oh my people they which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of the paths the paths the paths are right I preached on this Sunday night honey you better choose carefully the spiritual leaders in your life cause the spiritual leaders you choose the path they're taking you will take the path they go in you will follow you'll become the product of their pathway I'm telling you, there's a time and an hour we're living in tonight. Amen. As I preach with everything that's in my soul tonight. Hallelujah. We better choose our spiritual leaders right. We better get a revelation and insight and get an understanding of those that labor among us and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to manipulate and take them come to pass in our world. Woo, praise God. Therefore, my people are gone. Isaiah 5 and 13. Gone into captivity. Why? Because they have no knowledge. Jeremiah 4 and 22 puts it this way. For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are Scottish. Amen. Children. You know what that means? We don't like this term. Stupid. Silly. Huh. Paul told the Corinthian church. He said, I can give you his milk. Can't give you meat because you're too carnal. Too much bicker and fussing, fighting your money. I'm telling you, folks, knowledge for this doctrine to know it for yourself, to be to find it in the Word of God for yourself. Amen. To know it, amen. To experience it, 
Amen. It's, it's in us. It, it, it dominates us. <laughs> Hosea 4 and 12 says, My people ask counsel at their stocks. It was their wooden idols. Their staff declareth unto them. That was rods. Just like Moses had. They was listening to the voice out of sticks. Out of wood. I want to have a love for this truth. I want to have a love for the fivefold ministry. I want to have a love for the things of God. This church to have that passion and that love. For the move of God. For the knowledge of God. For the ways of God. Can I, can I just... I, you know why a lot of people don't know what they need to do. And I talked about this probably a year or so ago. I had a gentleman come in the hardware store up in his 70s and made this statement. Well, God raised me up. He's got something he wants me to do. You in your 70s and you don't know what God wants you to do? You know why? It's a lack of knowledge of the book and the word of God. Because to know the will of God and the mind of God, you've got to study this book. You got to read it. You got to dig it out for yourself. You got to get some experiences and times by yourself with God to have Him become that personal Savior. Let me ask you something. I'm not saying this in a wrong way. But if we're not careful, we're going to raise up a generation. The only time they get excited is when we got a group. And when we got certain items and gadgets involved to create the atmosphere. But when they're not there, watch this. Listen to what I'm telling you. Go back and read about the elders. As long as Joshua and the elders was living, Israel could live for God. But when Joshua and the elders died off, they bottomed out. You've got to have a hunger for it. You've got to have a job. And the earlier you start to know God and his word and his power and his voice, his guidance in my life, folks, we got the best thing there is called the Holy Ghost to speak to our conscience, to speak to our hearts. And I'm not against, I'm not against the getting together. I'm not against prayer meetings. I'm not against any of that, any of that. Conference count meetings, the youth hold hold nine yards. Second Chronicles 15. Hosea 4 and 12 actually rounded up saying this. For the spirit of whoredoms had caused them to err. No, stay, go to 2 Chronicles 15. 2 Chronicles 15 and 1. This is the prophet Isaiah. He comes to Asher. I'm not going to read it. I don't have time. Write that down. You can stand. I know my time's up. I'd love to go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. That whole chapter that... 
taught us about one Lord, one spirit, and one body. It talks about uh, the, the, the fivefold ministry and the gifts that God gave us and the grace that's given to all men. But in the 14th verse of Ephesians 4 and 14, and this is where, this is what helped bring some of this upon my mind and my heart and spirit today. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. God, Paul himself taught us. He said, I didn't come with man's wisdom and with enticing words. I didn't come to, to uh, blow you away with my speaking ability and my eloquence and my knowledge of all of the things. Oh, I came with a demonstration of the Spirit of God. Why? That your faith would not be in a man. I've, I've heard of people losing out with God because... And I hate to say it, but because their pastor messed up and backslid and they backslid with them. Was they a worshiper of God or of man? Was their salvation anchored in, in that man? Or is it anchored in God? Are you understand what I'm trying to say tonight? Standing work we're trying to reach for and get a hold of and Get it into our hearts and our spirit. You know, I've got to get to the place with the, with the knowledge and the experience of God. If this whole church backslides, I'm going to live for God. I've got to get to that place of, if I'm isolated like I was in COVID, I'm not going to backslide over it. It's going to draw me closer to God. Those storms, you know what a tree does after those old storms come. And especially when she survives that storm. And all that shaking that goes on. She just refused to be uprooted. When it's all over with, baby, she just starts sinking them roots in a little deeper. Because it loosened up the ground around us. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, that's not a storm from the enemy. There's not technology. There's not a devil. There's not a loss. There's not a tactic, amen, from the enemy that can overcome us. We'll just get the knowledge of God, the love of God, get our minds made up. I'm going to win. I'm going to be victorious. It doesn't matter how young you are in this house. It doesn't matter how messed up you think your life are in this house tonight. I tell you, in this house tonight, if you'll just get the knowledge of God, the love of God, the will of God in your heart, you can win this race. You can win this battle. Let us stand tonight. Toss to foe. Bishop Odom in the Renaissance, he's got it taped now, but prior to the, this last series, every time he'd, he'd encourage us, he said, Preacher, get your feet settled. Get your mind made up. 
preach this gospel in season, out of season, like it or not. We're living in a world today that's easily distracted. I've watched it tonight. Some of you really don't know what I've said in some places because you're just watching other activities go on. If you're not careful, house of God will just come another place because we visit it at least three times a week and become a routine. It become a, especially after a year, two years. Driving the same old highway sometimes if you're not careful. You find yourself dozing on that highway than, than one you've never drove before and you're not sure what's around the curve and you're not sure why. So, you, you, you know, new, new activities maybe. New. Why do you think technology and all the world keeps coming up with new, new items and new gadgets and improvements? <laughs> Try to get your attentions because they want you to buy it. That devil's still working the same way as he did all the way back in the garden. The fruit that the tree bears. I want to bear the fruit that attract those that is hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Don't worry about the others. The devil will send them. Ask Jeremiah. The devil will make sure, the world will make sure to send them to try to, try to spoil your fruit. Try to cut you down. Try to make you feel like you're nobody. But God, you help us to stand tall. Amen. Like that old cedar tree. Help us stand with the life in us. With the knowledge. God, help us not to get in that place that, we're, that we lose the familiarity of that heavenly dream to it. It's got that that presence in it, that anointing, that drawing power. Come on, we all have to confess. It wasn't the wardrobe that brought us here. But it was the power of God, the spirit of God, and the presence of God that we felt. Man, when we walk into the house of God. They began to sing those old songs of Zion, like worshiping and magnifying this. The atmosphere changed, man. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to rob you of that. He wants to take that out of your life. But you get your mind made up. Get your feet settled. I'm going to be a vessel of God tonight. Love you tonight. Appreciate you.